Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hour number two underway from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Happy Thanksgiving week to everybody out there watching or listening across the network today. A lot to recap across the NFL from yesterday. One game to be played tonight. Bucks hosting the Giants. The last time Tom Brady lost three consecutive games in his career. Daniel Jones was five years old. Mac Jones was four, and Ben Roethlisberger was a junior in college. This all from fullpresscoverage.com. What year was Great it? Great research. I mean, that was what, 2005, 2002? I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2002 or 2002. 2002, uh, Brady. Roethlisberger was drafted in 04. 2002, Brady and the Patriots lost a Monday night football game in Nashville pretty badly. If I remember correctly, as the defending champions, they came to Nashville against the Titans and lost. I, I would say they're not losing tonight, but I said the Titans weren't losing to the Texans, so I don't know what kind of credence. Can I we have. also say this about the uh, AFC right now? Everyone is a fraud in the AFC. I mean, everybody, every week, it's, is this team a fraud now? Is that team a fraud? Hutton, I know you said you were on with Dan Dockich on Don't At Me. I have he two said, examples of teams that are not. He said, are they not a fraud? I'll give you the one example of who I don't think is a fraud. I think the fraudulent part of the Kansas City Chiefs we've already seen. I now don't think they're a fraud. Yeah, Kansas pretty, City and New England. I think they are the legitimate team we thought they were in the, uh, before the season, and they are going to be the team that goes to the New Super England's Bowl. run. And the fraudulent part of their year we saw already. New England's won five in a row. And they've caught the Bills without playing the Bills yet. We, we kept looking forward to those two games against the Bills. They haven't gotten there yet. I'm tired of hearing about the Bills. I said last week they're not built for the playoffs. They're not built. They're not good. Who's the favorite now? 41 to 15? I mean, they got manhandled by a very average Colts team. That's getting better. But an average Colts, they lose 9 to 6 well, let's, to Jacksonville. My only point in saying this, I don't mean to come across so angry, but I look at the AFC, we all knew it was wide open. But every week we're asking about a different team and whether or not they're a fraud. It's a pretty fraudulent conference right now. Outside of, I really think Kansas, Kansas City, Hutton, you bring up New Plus England, that's a good point. That's a team that's growing. That's a team that's getting better and better. That has figured it out as the year's gone on. They haven't taken a big step back since starting to figure it out. I'll buy New England also. But I think Kansas City had a rough patch. They, they had a, a, a downturn, and they've now figured it out. Their defense is playing great. And Kansas City's going to end up being, once we get to January, they'll be the team we all thought. FanDuel still has the Bills second. I don't understand the Bills staying power. Well, it's because of Josh Allen. It is because of their defense and the fact that they can put up 40 a game. I mean, that yeah, their offense winning. can score. Um, the, the difference is, on, on my thoughts on the Bills, is once you get them behind the chains and you you're separating the score, they they get very one dimensional. They 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 are not balanced. No, and, they're not. And that's their issue. They've won they despite that. Run the football. They won last year despite that. 
And, and that's why I think people still have faith in them. They've seen them win despite that. But they're not doing it as well now. So two, I still like the Ravens. The, the Ravens are... And Lamar Jackson, like you said, is the most sickly man in the NFL. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he misses, uh, misses due to illness, non-COVID related. need to get that guy some zinc. I'm telling you, he needs to take daily zinc. Uh, that, that, that can but, I mean, him. that's good that they squeeze out a win without him and, you know, hopefully gets healthy. Yeah, for that's, that's a bad loss for Matt Nagy. Really is what bad. that is. Uh, because they lost Justin Fields in that game in the third quarter due to a rib injury. Andy Dalton comes in and plays well. Gave them a spark. And then Tyler Huntley, after dinking and dunking throughout the game because they did not want to let him let him let it rip. They had to. They they had to force the issue to go turned down and loose. score. And they turned him loose. And what did Tyler Huntley do? He led the game winning drive. Won him a game. I think we're going to see a lot about what the Bears organization really thinks about Justin Fields by who their next coaching hire is. Is Matt Nagy's going to get fired? And whoever they bring in, if they if they actively pursue a coach that knows how to run an offense for Justin Fields, they have to. That's going to be perfect for him. They have to. Well, they Which don't have the whole to. Uh, we've seen it time and time again where teams pretty quickly decide, hey, that top ten pick at quarterbacks not as good as we thought. And we'll go draft another quarterback the next year or another time. Or we hired offense last time. This always kills me with every coaching job. We got to hire defense this time. We're going to go get a defensive coordinator from someone. I think it's going to tell us a lot about what they truly feel about Justin Fields based on who they hire. He was 4 of 11 passing for 79 yards before the injury yesterday. Not that good. I mean, it doesn't mean oh, not that. I mean, he's be. terrible. That it, not that good equals terrible. 4 of 11 for 79 yards. Against the against the Ravens, who did not have any semblance of an offense, you could force the issue yesterday, and you weren't going to have to demand that you go score on certain possessions because Lamar Jackson was on the opposite sideline. They did not attempt a pass of more than twenty yards until the game-winning drive. Speaking of Baltimore, in that game, and you know uh, Chicago hadn't seen a mobile quarterback all year, which is kind of funny for a team that's got a mobile quarterback that they defend during training camp. And then they avoided Lamar Jackson. And they still couldn't. Uh, let's go back to Colts and Bills. 41-15, to 15, the final score in that game. The Bills started off 4-1. and one. They are 2-3 and three since. Uh, we saw the start of their decline here in Nashville on Monday Night Football. And since then, they have not been good. Chad pointed out they're one of those two wins, 9-6. to six, Or excuse me, they lost 9-6 to six over Jacksonville. Uh, barely winning some games along the way. And yesterday, the Colts did it without much from Carson Wentz. Let me rephrase that. Without doing anything from Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz passed for 107 yards, and they beat the Bills 41-15 to because Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns. So I don't know if you had a chance to read Peter King. Uh, Frank Reich told him at a certain point in the game, he said, screw it. I've only done this one time before in my life. I'm running Jonathan Taylor on first and second down the rest of the game. And on 18 plays, he ran them 17 times, the, re the remainder of the game. Well, and, I, and they continued to gain yards. I mean, it wasn't like yeah, it was I mean, here look, good, good for Houston. Good it, for I, the Colts. But how pathetic is that for the Bills' defense, which defense horrific. should be good. Horrific. Uh, I mean, that's, this is the NFL, where NFL defenses, you can typically take at least one thing away from someone else if you focus in on it. And Frank Reich just went Pop Warner and said, I'm just going to run the ball Pretty first, second down the rest of the game. <laughs> just give it to our running back I, uh, because they can't stop it. That is a, that's a college football cupcake game type mentality 
that he took into Orchard Park against the Buffalo On Bills. The road. Well, see, for me, it, it tells me more about the Colts than it does the Bills. That tells me that this is not a team you want to be facing right now or in the postseason because their head coach, who is known for being a great play caller, just said, screw it, we're just going to hand off on first and second down because he trusts not only Jonathan Taylor, but he trusts his offensive line. And they are mauling up front in that regard. Let, let's just take a look. That's a different team than one the, we saw. At the last eight games for Jonathan Taylor. 114 yards, one touchdown. 169 yards, two touchdowns. 158, two touchdowns. 110 yards and a touchdown. 122 yards, touchdown. 200 yards, two touchdowns. 126 yards, two touchdowns. 204 yards and five touchdowns yesterday against Buffalo. You know, I tweeted last week. I said it on the air, you know, comparing him to Derrick Henry, and he had the same exact yardage as Derrick Henry with like 60 fewer carries. I was pointing this out. Titans fans attacked me. Oh, of course. For not not paying attention to who he was getting the yards you must bow against. To the king. Who he was not getting the yards against. I said hello. Uh, last year, Derrick Henry got like. Uh, 45% of his yards against the worst five yes. rushing defenses in the league. We never parsed that, and I've never gone back to look at that until now when you're doing it to Jonathan Taylor. Yards are yards. You know, If you're going to have 200-yard games against the Jags and the Texans, then you can't say anything about Jonathan Taylor. And last I checked, the Bills are a pretty good team, and he shredded them and walked into the end zone any time he wanted. My, my biggest concern, though, with Indy, is not their offensive line of the run game or the fact that their defense can be very opportunistic. They're one of two teams, by the way, that is forced to turn over in every game this season. Um, it's Carson Wentz. I, I don't trust Carson Wentz game in and game out. Yesterday's fine, and it, it's hard not to trust a quarterback that only has to pass for 106 yards and a victory. And, he, and, and to his credit, he did more than just throw the football. He dipped under a would-be sack in the first half and scrambled for a first down. I mean, he was making some plays that kept the chains moving and kept drives alive to then turn around and hand off on the, the ensuing first down to Jonathan Taylor. But at some point, Carson Wentz is going to be asked to step up and make a huge throw in the fourth quarter. And why do I say this? I think it's pretty obvious. The Colts are not going to blow out opponents the way they blew out the Bills yesterday. These are going to be tight, uh, really uh, uh quarterback-centric games in the fourth quarter. Meaning next, he, he's going to be against it third and long, and he's going to need to step up and make a, a, a game-saving throw on a drive where they're down by four. Is Carson Wentz that guy to do it? I would not place my money behind Carson Wentz to step up and make that type of throw right now. We've talked about their schedule for a long time. So that Buffalo win is a great, great win. Now they have Tampa Bay at home. Tough game. Tampa Bay's really reeling, but they're – you're, we're all expecting them to bounce back. Right. At Houston, New England at home, mm -hmm. at Arizona. That's killer three out of four right there, just the kind of game oh, you're it, talking about. Oh, but just keep about. going. Uh, they finished Las Vegas at Jacksonville. Well, Vegas, not can, as throw bad, not Vegas at, can throw it all yeah, over the yard. But not as bad as they looked earlier. But Tampa Bay, New England, at Arizona, that's three really tough games. And that's why the Titans now leading by two games plus a tiebreaker – doesn't feel as good as three in a tiebreaker, but still feels pretty good when you're looking at that schedule. Well, until you we'll look get at the, to the bye. Until you look at the Titans' depth chart yeah. and the fact that they're they playing can't even fourth, beat the fifth, and sixth yeah. wide receiver. I mean, they're going to be eight and four going into the bye week now, and if the Colts can do what they did yesterday again to Tampa, they're going to be a game back in two games because of the tiebreaker, and that's it going down into the stretch and run. you might have a race. 
If that, the Titans lose that lead, it will be an epic Well, collapse. you know what the Colts win over the Bills yesterday did for me? It, it made me actually tune in to – I want to tune into Hard Knocks now. I recorded it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch the uh, Hard Knocks. I'm going to catch up and watch this in-season Hard Knocks with the, with the Colts. I wasn't in until they did that to the Bills yesterday. Now well, I'm Reich, in. Reich is a confounding guy to me because what he did yesterday was outstanding. But what he did the last game against the Titans was horrific. It was a stupid, stupidly called game. So uh, which one is he? I mean, I'll say the same about Mike Vrabel. That was a horrendously called game by it, him yesterday. It was. I mean, the, the mixed messages of not going for it on fourth down, on fourth and one, uh, taking the guy who's been running all over the Texas defense you, and putting – Adrian Peterson in on a fourth and one. That was a poor game from him, too. They played like I, I the underdog I say that to yesterday. say, I think Frank they, Reich's like most of the league. He's a good coach. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Good NFL coaches have miserable Sundays. Yeah, I think Vrabel's chasing been, points in the first half. I, I think Vrabel's been more consistent. He's also had more talent and, uh, and a healthier quarterback, which is, is part of it. Uh, you know, that, the, the first Titans-Colts game, Wentz couldn't walk. Yeah, so, you're right. That was a fact. Well, I'm not just talking head to head. I'm saying, no, I know, yesterday. I, I know. What you're I think like, Vrabel's yeah, had that's, a much better year. This is not me to say Mike Vrabel's not a good coach. He's a really good NFL coach. I think Frank Reich's a good NFL coach too. It's just these guys, much like the AFC, as we watch week to week, they're gonna have a clunker of a coaching performance every so often. I think we saw that from Mike Vrabel. We've seen it from Frank Reich, and yesterday we saw the flip side of that with Frank Reich, where he was really good. That's a really impressive win. Coming up, we will uh, dive into more of the NFL weekend. Uh, We'll go headfirst into the Chiefs and Cowboys matchup and much more straight ahead on OutKick 360. (laughs) OutKick 360 rolls on from the 6th and Peabody Studios. It's a funny break. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Hit us up on Twitter, OutKick360 is where you can find us. You can do that. Uh, You can join the chat on YouTube. Chad, are you in the chat? I was. Are you chit-chatting Chatter-chat. in the chat? Let me get back in the chat. What I do now is chit-chat. I, I kind of do a little drive-by in the chat. Yeah. I, I go in there every now and again just to sh- show them that I'm, I'm monitoring and I'll put something down. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of talk of Ryan Tannehill not being any good and the Titans needing to draft a quarterback uh, next year. That's that's the chat today. That's my chat update right now, Hutton. Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback in the NFL. Oh, Look, you- he's not having the best year. He, he was guiding an 8-2 and two team that just won six games against six of the better teams in the league. Well, but, so I don't know that it needs We can to save be it for the final hour. Tannehill has to be marketed, not, not just better. He's got to be the best player on offense. On what's a bad offense? And yesterday he was one of the worst. I don't disagree, but I don't know that it changes the whole franchise's direction. No, but I mean, again, like without Henry, Tannehill's got to be the guy. The best quarterbacks in the league step up and become the guy. My fear, though, for Tannehill is that he just can't do that. I think he's capable. I just don't know why we're seeing the interception rate as high as it is. I don't season. know that he's shown that over the course of his career. That he, Again, I think he's good with Derrick Henry. I don't know that he's capable of carrying a team to the level a top-10 quarterback must carry a team at times offensively without Derrick Henry. I think you've got to and that's not me to say he's a bad quarterback. Back. I, think I just think that's no doubt about that's, that. Paul. That's you where you got to have are. a better alternate running back. That's, that's where true. the whole platform for especially the if your team. offense is built on that. Yep. Yeah. Let's go through some of the news and notes from the NFL real quick. I wrote this down. I apologize. I'm looking for it. Here we go. Uh, the the Manning cast. 
Yes. I've got the guess. Yeah, I saw that. It's a good guest list. Uh, For the second straight week, no NFL players. Um, Bill Parcells is on. Because of the jinx, which we don't believe. Which is a joke. Uh, Bill Parcells, Kevin Hart, Condoleezza Rice, and Julian Edelman on tonight's Manning cast on Monday Night Football. I think that. Not real interested in Edelman. Let me give you a hot take on this one. I think Kevin Hart's going to be the worst guest of those four. Because I think it's very difficult for a performer that's accustomed to being on stage by themselves, doing something like that, where it's a, co- it's a co-op, when you're being thrown things well, from both Manning brothers and doing that. It's very predictable what I, this is. He's I, a huge Eagles fan. Yeah. He's going to rip on Eli, and he's going to rip on the Giants. I think it, that has a chance to be the most poorly orchestrated of the guests. I it like way. it a great That's, that's nothing against the Mannings or Kevin Hart. I think combining the three on a Zoom call to do something like that could be the most awkward. I don't think it works great for their purposes. I like it because it's what I do sometimes as a radio guest when somebody comes in and takes over the show like McAfee did or like Mickelson did. Mickelson comes in and interviews them. And then yeah. Mac- McAfee immediately tweeted, Un- uh, Mickelson understands the assignment. Yeah, <laughs> you, I love you take it. over. They just come in and start interviewing them. I used to do that with Mark now, and Frank on the wake-up zone. You know, that was my... Paul, you said you're not going to be high on Edelman. I think Edelman has the chance to be the best. I do, too. going to be the fourth quarter. If it's a tight game, he's going to be able to tell you what Brady's doing. Yeah, now I understand that. I'm not interested in what Edelman's doing right now. So he's not... Well, he's doing the show no on... Uh, to me. On HBO, right? The football show. Condoleezza Rice will be interesting. Uh, Bill Parcells will be great. Bill Parcells will be great. I think Bill Parcells is the one I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Former Cowboys head coach, Bill Parcells. Uh, Cowboys uh, fall, uh, I don't know, Giants. Cowboys fall yesterday, uh, 19-9 to Kansas City. Chiefs' first five games, their defense allowed an average of 32.6, let's just say 33. 33 points per game. Two and three start. Tons of questions about what Kansas City is or is not in 2021. Now, they've gone five and one since then, and they're allowing just 14 and a half points per game over that span. Really, it's since the Titans game. Since the Titans game, they've allowed 17 or less in four straight games. That's remarkable. And that's very reminiscent of what they did in their first Super Bowl run with Spagnolo. When Bob. Sutton, Sitton or Sutton? Sutton, he was fired. Was fired, and it took them a half a season to get their defense in order, and then no, it really is, took off. Well, yeah, you're right. And then they traded for Frank Clark, and they found a pass rush. Now, they haven't made a big move with their pass rush, but they have found their pass rush. And Clark moved from outside. He wants to play in, but they moved him back inside, and yesterday he was an absolute terror. Well, terror. Something else happened in this game, too. <laughs> the Cowboys choked. Yeah, the stunk. They were inside the 30 of the Chiefs five times and did not score a touchdown. That's, that's unbelievable for how well for, they've for been playing offense. For an offense with those weapons, and I know they Number were without, Cooper, without Cooper in the game, but that's nine points. This really hurt my without MVP Cooper in the campaign. Who, they also lost another one, right? Did they lose CeeDee Lamb? He got a concussion. Yeah, so he's out for Thursday. Uh Cooper's out for Thursday because he won't clear. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, so he's out. And every, I, I mean, we got some Thanksgiving teams coming in here on Real Hot. Do you know this, Chad? Oh. Every team playing on Thursday is coming off a loss. 
All six of them. And I would love to. Uh, a Thanksgiving tradition of mine is to always watch that Lions 11 a.m. game. It's the, the one misery. time I'm going to sit down and actually be, get excited about watching the Lions. I don't think the Lions have played in a relevant Thanksgiving Day game since Barry Sanders was the running was a running back. Uh, Herman Moore was a great receiver on the last Lions team to play a relevant Thanksgiving Day game. And now they get the Bears on Thanksgiving Day. Boy, that's going to be exciting. I was to Detroit for a Thanksgiving Day game against the Texans, I believe, when Jim Schwartz threw the challenge flag when he was out of challenges or inside two minutes when you're not allowed to throw it, which caused a big brouhaha and a revision of the rules. Tim Boyle yesterday for the Lions, quarterback. He's been, he's likely to get another chance to yep. start on Thursday. Um, would you like to guess how many yards he passed for? 92. 117. Try 77. Wow. 77 we yards. We both went over, Paul. Yeah. Both two interceptions. Only way to win is not to play. 77 yards, two interceptions, and a 13-10 to 10 loss to the Cleveland Browns. That was your lowest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah, that was a hit. Where's the bell? DeAndre Swift, the bulk of their offense. 136 of Detroit's 245 total yards were through DeAndre Swift, who is on the injury report now. 10 of the last 11 possible weeks this season. That had to just be miserable to endure. And uh, Mrs. Mayfield had some thoughts on that game. Oh, what did she say? She, uh, she said something like, uh, Baker, uh, there's no questioning Baker Mayfield's toughness anymore, and the rest of the team ought to take lessons. Oh, Something like that. I don't question his toughness. I question his talent. Yeah. I question um, your passing allows, ability. She allows for that. She doesn't want you questioning his toughness. Nick Chubb is back from injury. He ran for 130 yards. This was a this was an ugly game. We we said Nashville had the ugly game. No, this, this was, was worse. Uglier. This was worse. The Browns won 13-10. They had 10 penalties. If you go to this game, the the Detroit when they had possession with 5-16 left in the fourth quarter. At that time, they had more penalty yards than passing yards. Oh. That's all you need to know about this game. That's so painful. And Josh Reynolds is the number one wide receiver in Detroit. He's By the way, two weeks. All of that info that I just received, I still went to FanDuel and placed a money line bet on the Lions to win outright <clears throat> against the Bears on Thanksgiving. I always well, he, root for the Lions yeah, on Thanksgiving. Josh Reynolds I'll be rooting for them again. I put a lot on it. Are your two receivers? I mean, think of this: Every, the whole country, late morning slash early afternoon on Thursdays, watching this game, and it's going to be Tim Boyle against Andy Dalton. Also, Chad, your thoughts. do you think that Dan Campbell is um, encouraged about the future or sitting there thinking, this is my opportunity no. to be a head coach in the NFL? I, I know I that you don't always get to upbeat. that point by always being upbeat. totally demoralized this quickly, but man. Well, I think he's a, one of these guys that's always upbeat. He wakes up and he's like, yep, today's the death. But then he's also the guy that's upbeat for a time and then is bawling his eyes out in the postgame press conference. It's a lot like, I'm looking around the NFL, it's a lot like David Culley in Houston, who is a great guy. Guy has no chance in Houston. No chance. Neither neither does Dan Campbell in Detroit. I mean, McLean thinks the Texans might not have a chance at being good until 2023, at which point David Culley would be out. John McClain so. also said that the only way the t- uh, Texans would win if the Titans had a food uh, poisoning. Yeah, food poison. he came Tell up. Story. He, I, I was up that Titans finished their press availability 
sooner than the Texans. And then he came up after me and I looked back over my shoulder and he's walking. He said, yep, food poison. <laughs> I was like, you? He's like, no, I told you the only way, only way the, the Texans would win is if the Titans had food poisoning. I said, well, they had something worse than that. Uh, big big game for the Bengals to get back to their winning ways. This was a big they one. go and, and beat a bad Vegas team uh, that's been very up and down, good at the beginning, uh, bad over the last two or three weeks. They hold Derek Carr to 80 passing yards on his first seven possessions. There were some amazing passing performances yesterday, Hutt. Joe, Joe Mixon, 123 rushing yards, two touchdowns for Cincy. I'm holding Cincinnati and the Chargers side by side. So get to the Chargers next. That was a phenomenal comeback performance <laughs> last night when the Steelers had them dead after a big comeback. And Austin Eckler what a fourth was amazing. His third of the fourth touchdowns where he catches the little screen at the 20 and he dodges one guy to the inside and he dodges the next guy to the inside and he drags the third guy into the end zone. As many good plays as there were in the league yesterday – I could watch that one over and over. That was beautiful. I'll also add the Cam Sutton interception that eventually tied it in the fourth quarter and that mad scramble of a comeback for Pittsburgh in that game. I add that to the list of, of great plays. Oh, the diving on uh, the tip? The dive, it was just a straight tip. effort yeah. where he's diving and the ball's tipped in the air uh, to get to it. But that was a highly Florida entertaining game. game. After a rough great Sunday of low-scoring games, 19-9 was the premier game of the day between Kansas City and Dallas. That was a fun end of the day with all that offense in that game. I've got my mojo back for the, the for the Bengals and the Chargers, both of whom I'm rooting for, neither of whom I think is going to wind up doing any damage ultimately, but I want them both to succeed. Bills and or excuse me, we Bills and uh no, yeah, Bills and Patriots though play December sixth and then December twenty sixth. Those are two massive games for seeding. I'm I'm comparing this to the Chargers. The Chargers will face the Chiefs. They host the, the Chiefs December 16th. So over a three-week span, there's going to be a lot determined by those head-to-head matchups if everything stays according to those four teams and how the, the, the seeding goes for uh, divisional winners versus wildcard potential. Vikings and Packers. Minnesota keeps their playoff hopes alive. Massive win. And I mentioned last week, it was a, a positioning weekend for the NFC. We saw that. Arizona stays on pace. They beat a bad Seahawks team. The Vikings win 34-31 over Green Bay. They they held a 13-point lead a couple of times throughout this game. Green Bay kept coming back. Devontae Adams, excellent game. Justin Jefferson, excellent game. And this was the game of the weekend in Minnesota where Kirk Cousins led an eight-play drive to set up the game-winning field goal. They are now, the Vikings have now played eight games this year decided by the final play as time has expired. Aaron Rodgers has a terrible toe that he basically said is going to kill him next week and then he hopes he can get through the bye and be okay. But that's something to keep an eye on. He is not expecting that to get any better. And I got to read you this stat, which is going to freak you out. Or it's going to freak, it freaked me out. Kirk Cousins passed for 341 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions in that game. Cousins has 25 career games with at least 300 passing yards and three touchdown passes. That put him past Aaron Rodgers, who has 24 of those games. For the second most such games by a quarterback in his first 10 seasons in NFL history, 
trailing only Dan Marino's 26. You could have made a billion dollars off of me with a bet on that. That's a crazy stat for sure. Colt McCoy showing why backup quarterbacks get paid. He's done, he has done exactly. We talk about this all the time. If your quarterback goes out for three or four games, can your guy come in and go two and one or two and two? And he's two and one. He's got, he held the fort. 328 yards passing two touchdowns against Seattle's defense. Well, Seattle has other one, guys of, one of the worst defenses. But hey, are throwing for 88. Yeah, kudos to the backup and Colt McCoy, who did what is expected of an NFL quarterback against a bad secondary, against a bad pass rush. That's what they did, the Arizona Cardinals did yesterday, against the Seahawks. By the way, the Seahawks, known for having one of the, the best fan bases in the NFL, loudest fan bases, they were loud with the boos. They were booed off the field yesterday. That's rare. They deserve in it. the Pete, Car- Pete Carroll era and the Russell Wilson era of their offense. Pete that Carroll might be a big shakeup. Also, season. a rare weird moment in the postgame press conference where he walked out, came back a couple minutes later, out of frustration. But it was odd because he didn't seem frustrated. He answered a question for about a minute uh, about his defense needing to get off the field on third down and how it's frustrating. They're in position to do so and they just don't make the play. And then he just walked away after a couple questions, and then came back and apologized for leaving out of frustration. It was very interesting, to say the least. Another backup getting it done, Taylor Heineke. I guess his former team. People forget you know, Cam Newton back in Carolina. Heineke was Newton's backup for a couple of seasons in Carolina. Uh, he goes on the road and wins 27-21, Washington over Carolina yesterday. 16 of 22 passing. Uh, he... Did not throw an interception. That's against Carolina's number one rated pass defense. He was really good uh, in just protecting the football and managing their offense. And when they had the ball last, he went and made plays. Meanwhile, Carolina on their final two drives, they ended in fourth and three stops. There was a pass to Christian McCaffrey on the first fourth and three stop where he was stopped just short of the line to gain. And then on the second, fourth, and three stop for Washington's defense, Cam Newton was sacked for a loss. Excellent job by their defense winning a six-point game on the road against Carolina. And Cam Newton, who played well in his first game back at home as the starting quarterback at Carolina, um, he he brings the energy to that group. Um, so, so does Christian McCaffrey. But to me, I learned more about Washington's moxie and makeup than I did Cam Newton in Carolina yesterday. Cam Newton uh, performed well with some design runs in that game. I had the proclamation last week that Cam Newton is back, and so Carolina will be back also. Cam Newton was back to some extent in that game. Carolina, not so much. Uh, Cannot lose that game to the Washington football team, and that's exactly what happened. That's a bad, bad loss. Well, Washington's about the same team as Carolina. Yeah. I know. But, but again, it's a bad loss for me because I proclaimed that Cam Newton was back <laughs> in doing well, so. He, he would threw get for Carolina two touchdowns. Back. He had a 46-yard touchdown run. I mean, he accounted for all three touchdowns in the game. As I said, and in doing so would bring Carolina back. It's a bad <laughs> so loss So that's a bad loss for Carolina being back. I remain hell-bent on Carolina getting into the playoffs, and that doesn't help the cause. Well, where are they now? I mean, because yeah, there's going question. to be a they bad might, team that gets seven. in. I mean, with seven teams in, I, I'm not all for the seven-team playoff uh, per conference because you're going to have one of these bad teams that make makes their way in. I mean, they're five and six right now. San Francisco's the first team out. Eagles second, Panthers 
third, but they're all uh, so it's five and five, five and six, five and six. So same record now. Yeah, they're going to have a tiebreaker. They're going to have a chance. They're half a game back. And their upcoming schedule can't be that daunting in their division. Wouldn't I wouldn't think. think. Wouldn't think. Um, let's let's see. Uh, 49ers over the Jags, thirty to ten. San Francisco in their opening possession. I was watching um, Red Zone yesterday from the from the couch, watching all the games, and I look up. And there's one game that's near the end of the first quarter, and everyone else is like six minutes left. 49ers-Jacksonville was like one minute left. There were five or six minutes of game time ahead of everyone else. That's because the 49ers had an opening possession drive of the game of 13 minutes and five seconds. That's the longest opening possession drive in the NFL in 21 years. Nobody was getting to see Trevor Lawrence in that one. That is an incredible note. 13, over 13-minute drive. minutes. They took the football and then possessed it for 13 minutes of game time. You think Jacksonville was real thrilled about playing the rest of that game after that 13-minute <laughs> drive they gave to, up to start the game? Paying tribute to Jeff Fisher, except they probably scored a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, uh, tribute needs to be paid to Jimmy Garoppolo. This dude wins. He may not win the way you want him to. may not be flashy. He is 27-12 and 12 as the San Francisco starter. And their record... With anyone other than him, seven and twenty-five. So this musical chairs of finding ways to put Trey Lance in, I would stop it. If the 49ers want to make the postseason, I would keep Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. And the, the, well, the thing that gets him out is injuries. I mean, well, they haven't pulled him. Oh, they continue to insert hurt. Trey Lance into the game watching that game yesterday. Yeah. I would quit finding ways to do that. I would keep the guy who wins games in the game. I also think that the drafting of Trey Lance is more about Jimmy Garoppolo's injury history than his play or his winning on the field. So when they make that decision to draft Trey Lance as their future quarterback, I think it's more of a concern that he can't stay yeah, healthy. This guy can't can't remain. Well, that's an on awful. The field I mean, they they gave up a treasure chest of draft picks to go get a guy who's just injury insurance. If that's the case, again. You don't invest that type of draft capital. I don't think it's injury. I don't think it's injury insurance. It's for the 49ers at the time saying, This guy won't stay healthy. We'll give it a year as we bring you along, and then he's gone. Because we can't Because count we on. can't count on him to stay healthy. I agree with that. Uh props to Shanahan for finding a way to maneuver the backfield without Elijah Mitchell yesterday. They used Debo Samuel out of the backfield and it worked. How'd Sermon look? He, he got, was very he got good. some carries, didn't he? Oh, it was Debo it was Debo Samuel who was the star of the game. I mean, he's he's getting carries out of the backfield. He's getting uh, he's you know the receivers getting work out of the slot as well. Uh, but they they were they were impressive with how they used him yesterday. Also, Trevor Lawrence last four games, fifty six com, uh, percent uh, completion percentage on his throws, just one touchdown over his last four, nine sacks. Not he good. Is un, he is under duress quite a bit as the Jacksonville starter. Not good. They're gonna have to spend some picks on that line. Uh, my upset pick's not great. Eagles beat the Saints 40-29. to 29. I was betting on the Saints' run defense stopping the Eagles' rushing offense that they found over the last month and a half. Um, Philadelphia rushed for 242 yards against the Saints' number one ranked run defense. Eagles are coming up. I mean, they're very much alive for that last playoff spot. The fourth straight game where Philly has rushed for 175 plus. 
I'm be- I'm a believer now. I, after the I, I, the yeah, and it's it, it's working with, with Jalen Hurts and, I mean, and the rushing attack. They're a half a game behind the Saints for well, that last playoff spot, and they just beat the Saints. And they're also scoring on defense, so they're getting bonus points. Darius Slay had another interception return for a touchdown yesterday. This he, third. He's doing some things. Dolphins over the Jets, 24-17. Tua played well. Tua had his best game ever, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's funny how that happens against the Jets. Um, again, I'm, I'm a realist Still, here. I, I'm not a believer. Great, great Tua for Tua. Ever doing he it. did it against the Jets. Great for Tua. I, I go back to my point about the Titans back in week four. It was a stat-stuffing week for the Titans, and they didn't take advantage of it. So this all counts. We'll all look at a, a, a sheet at the end of the season that says Tua – in one of these games, he passed for 273, and he averaged over eight yards per, per attempt. And that will be regurgitated over and over. Keep in mind, it came against the Jets' defense. That's terrible. So terrible that Rex Ryan's making fun of it. That's how bad it is. Uh, Michael Carter and Elijah Moore, though, really good on offense for New Elijah York. Elijah Moore's really coming on. I've got him on one of my fantasy teams. He's scoring. Uh, Michael Carter, though, has a sprained ankle and might miss a couple games now. Coming up, our top performers from the NFL Weekend, our standing ovation segment next on OutKick 360. OutKick 360 rolls on from 6th and Peabody. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. The football coming up on Thursday. We'll get you ready for that as the week continues. We're recapping the best of NFL Sunday from yesterday's Week 11 action. Uh, guys, I think uh, collectively the Chiefs' defense gets a standing ovation from us, right? Absolutely. Yes. Jonathan Taylor Absolutely. And Austin Eckler. Those would be the three that I would point out. We can discuss all of them. Uh, but to me, the biggest surprise was the number one scoring offense, the Dallas Cowboys, going on the road to Arrowhead against the Chiefs defense that we saw the Titans put up a boatload of points against, right? Um, the number one scoring offense did not score a touchdown at Arrowhead yesterday. That was the biggest surprise of the weekend to me. I feel like I had a hand in that because I was uh, – I mean, me I counted the Cowboys that was my in, every, in every way possible last week from from saying that Dak was going to be MVP. Uh, I think Dallas was my high score, one of my high-scoring teams of the week in my props. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was all aboard on, on Dallas, and that, that was a complete dud. Um, and, and, I mean – Dallas didn't play well. They lost, uh, you know, they, they didn't have Cooper before the game. They lost uh, C.D. Lamb along the way. Um, but the Chiefs did a f- fantastic job defensively. I have two uh, honorable mentions. Justin Jefferson and his performance against the terrific. Packers. Very good. was great. Yep. With eight catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. And Hutton, you mentioned the last segment, Taylor Heineke, who every time that I feel like this guy's got nothing, goes out and does something. And he was terrific against Carolina. Chad, and I I think I've used this before, there is a Gardner-Minshew element to his game that when you watch it, it, there's nothing that I would invest my money in if I'm an owner, if I'm a GM. like, And that's no knock at Taylor Heineke. Can he be a starter in the league? Yeah, he's proving that. Is he going to take Washington to heights that we've never seen before? No, but he is a... a he is a ton of fun to watch. I love watching him with the ball in his hand because you don't know what's going to happen. It's very exciting to watch Washington 
because of Taylor Heineke when he's dealing. He made this one throw. It was probably a 10-yard pass. But it was a it was a Mahomes like sidearm like yeah, one it of those was, it was ball, a, one of those wiffle ball throws. It was a fourth down where it looked like he was just gonna you know throw it into traffic. And yeah. he's rolling left. I know what you're talking yeah. about. He just throws it back just to the right. The wrist. And it's perfect uh, right like to a, a guy for a first yeah, down. Yeah. It, it, that those types throw th- those type of throws from him are what's exciting and fun to watch. Again, they're a very average football team. So is Carolina. He did that though against a number one secondary. They have the best pass defense in the NFL, and he put up yards and points yesterday against Carolina's defense. And I've got one more, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy feels like he was playing in the era of Boomer Esiason at one point. He's been around for so long and on so many different teams. And for him to go 35 for 44, 328, two touchdowns in relief of Kyler Murray and to bridge the gap while he's out for Arizona the way he has – this goes to show why I think Arizona is the best team in football right now. But when you have the backup that can go in and do that, that's capable of this against anyone, that's that's a win. Well, he's and really, it's another win for Arizona. He's really done a terrific job keeping keeping them afloat. And, and you know, this ties in a little bit. We're talking about about quarterback yards. Um, you know, the number one quarterback yesterday was Aaron Rodgers in a loss with 385. The fourth best quarterback yesterday was Ryan Tannehill, who threw for 323. Um, you know, some of these games, the last <clears throat> couple weeks, and you've you've hit on them today, Hutton, these, these uh, low passing offenses paired with uh, getting enough done on the ground and managing games, minimizing turnovers, Playing kind of efficient, smart football. Well, you can do that when you're ahead. Low, defense, low danger. But defense, their defense are getting takeaways. Um, Terod Taylor here yesterday threw for 107, 106 yards, something like that. Carson Wentz. Ran in twice on a, with an both. offense that had no chance of getting into the end zone. Thank you. Yes. and they and they But yet, they're up 19 nothing. Conventionally. Conventionally. Well, and no that's chance. why that's, that's also why Ryan Taylor had so many yards. Up 19 nothing, And then 19 they just to nothing. turned the spigot yeah. off right. because they, they started scoreboard watching. They said, okay. How do we just win the game from here? And they just they went into that the the scoreboard protection mode. Yeah, just and, don't turn it over. Yeah, just but they had one interception near the goal out, line. Near the goal line that looked to be a yeah. Titans killer. Titans held them to three and out. They got the ball back on the thirty-five. It wasn't punishing at all, really. I mean, the, and, the Titans, and then situation. the Titans didn't punish right. them. Yeah. The Titans scored to get back in that game. We'll, we'll dive in more heavily to the Titans in about ten minutes with a fumble recovering the end zone. That's how bad of a day it was for the Titans offense. Yeah, it was it was miserable. And it, it goes back to every week you have at least one of these where we think we're starting to actually know something about a team. And here we are in late November. It's Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. This was the, by the way, the latest that a team that had the best record in conference lost to a team with the worst record in conference in, in, since the merger. That this happened. Previously, it was the Bengals having beat the 49ers who went on to win the Super Bowl. Is that right? Or the Steelers? Sure. No, it's the I Steelers. Yeah, I, I took a picture sure, of it. Yeah. I tweeted a picture of it. But either way, I mean, every time we think we start to know something about the alleged really good teams in the league, something like this happens. It happened to the Titans yesterday, but I go back to, didn't you see Arizona winning games with Colt McCoy? Yeah, I, you're right. That's I, the best I, team in football right now. Yeah, previously, you. the 0-6 Bengals in 1979 defeated the 5-1 and Steelers in Week 7 
and those Steelers went on to win the Super Bowl. This is the one and eight Texans defeating the eight and two Titans in week 11. Paul, we have about 30 seconds left. Uh, it is Thanksgiving week, as Chad just reminded us. Please look into your camera and tell the audience listening to in the Upper Cumberland, Sports Radio 104.7, who are not familiar with us, that we're not going to be having any food drafts this week. We will not be having food drafts, <laughs> and we will not be doing shows about everything that we're thankful for. <laughs> There's so many places you can have that. You're not going to get it here. We're generally thankful. Lovely studio. Yeah, good we're friends. very thankful. Good Every show. Day. And we're not going to spend a lot of time making you listen to it. Instead, we're going to give you great football content analysis and discussion. And that continues next on Outkick 360. Hang yeah, with I'm us. Right.